gives us somewhere to go even in our comfort zone this literally just happens to me every time i read when i read a book i mentally leave my current position to wherever the characters are like where they dwell and i believe that lima you're, you're in with me on this exactly that's very true so that's why you have to join us on these numerous trips as we take you through several spheres of life this is the books and talks podcast where, where we, we talk, talk about, about books and life lovers it's your girl shola welcome to another episode of books and talks podcast hi guys welcome to another episode of the books and talks podcast this is your favorite girl alima yeah thank you so much for tuning in for listening last week we saw everything you did thank you for the likes for the reviews thank you so much for giving us for sharing us all this love and everything we really appreciate thank you guys yes thank you so much guys to think that we never that our first episode was not going to be accepted we are so marveled at the level of acceptance our first episode got thank you so much guys your favorite girls are grateful yes guys so today we're going to be reviewing a very special book you know this book is a motivational book a self-help book a psychological book and this book is none other than the one and only subtle art of not giving a fuck by the very handsome mark manson itself himself you know i love this man is a hot issue why are you looking at me because we both know he's married i know but i love him he's a hottie even as tattoos God, so cute you know that i don't want to go into all the details but yeah he, please he's do a not. very fine man so we're going to be going right into the review yeah subsolat has not given a fuck is a 206 page book written by mark masson that somebody is i don't know swanning or drilling over yeah written I'm, I'm by owning up to it written by him um the book has nine chapters from don't try to happiness is a problem to you are not special and then jumping into the last chapter and then you die mcmassin hmm. used this book to give us a counterintuitive approach into living a good life and directing our energy into things that matter Contrary to what our culture implies, like the culture we grew up to, like adopt, contrary to what it says that we should not have problems or challenges, we should run away from it, we should try as much as possible to avoid problems. Mark made us understand that problems will always pop up. Mm, He told us that we cannot run away from problems, that the moment we solve a problem, another will come after yeah Yeah, so he told us that problems will always occur so the author made us understand that since problem never go away the key to living a good life is to be good at solving problems solving problems starts from identifying the kind of problems that is worth giving a fuck about that is the kind of problem that is what you directing all your energy into are you not going to give a disclaimer yeah i want to give a disclaimer i'm very sorry before i continue let me just tell you this guys all through this episode there's gonna be a lot of folk flying around yeah lots of folks like absolutely mm-hmm. and we're sorry for that you know in case you don't like you're not comfortable hearing the word fuck just manage you know uh, yeah manage. you have to manage you can't even say 
I don't give an F word. Nah. <laughs> it has to be like we're sorry, we're sorry yeah. for saying the word. Yes, yeah, so we're very sorry, but then it is what it is. We have to say it. Yeah. So as I was saying, he said that the one of the ways of one of the key to living a good life is be good at solving problems. And then to solve problems you have to identify the kind of problem that is what you're giving a fuck about. So he told us that to do these things we have to go in two ways. It has to come in two ways. The first one is that we have to stop giving a fuck about who is to be blamed for our problems. Mm-hmm. And we should own up and take responsibility. Shall I take responsibility? Yeah. Somebody say take responsibility. Take responsibility. Shall I take responsibility? Halima, take responsibility. I'm taking responsibility. Yeah, I'm even trying to. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with this baby side. So you all have to come and check up on that. I'm Should fine, be... I'm fine. To my all my crushes. <laughs> God have mercy. God. I'm going to take responsibility, so I'm not going to be angry at this girl right now. Yeah, but yeah. take responsibility. Because uh-huh, I'm going to be responsible. Because Mark actually twisted what Spider-Man said, that with great responsibility, with great power comes great responsibility. Yeah, so you change it to, with great responsibility comes power. power. That's, my, that's my new power word. Yeah. With great responsibility comes Alima. And Alima equals to power. Jeez. So he said that with great responsibility comes great power. So no, he, you didn't say well. With great responsibility comes Alima, and Alima into bracket power. <laughs> you know what? It is over, guys. <laughs> we might as well pause this episode and I'll beat the hell out of this babe. Because, guy, concentrate. Thanks. Um, okay. I'm okay. I'm fine, guys. I'm not high. <laughs> It looks like you are because <laughs> I don't understand. So, why he said power in this kind of context is that when you are responsible for your own challenges or your problems, you tend to take control of that problem, mm. you tend to be in control. So, that gives you the power to decide over the problem. Mm. So, and then the second thing is that we should stop giving a fuck about how painful our problems are. Mm. Problems are going to be painful. Your challenges are going to be painful. It's not some pleasurable thing. It's not some eats and drinks. It's not some meat and grits. It's not some laughing matter and all of that. Mm-hmm. Just, like, just giving us rough bars. Drop, drop some bars. Drop it. Keep yeah. dropping. Keep yeah. dropping. I think the yeah. spirit that is in this room today is is heavy. Heavy. Directors, did you put something in our drinks? No, because officially we are high, high on cafe. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> God have mercy. So he said that our success in life is determined by the question, what pain can I sustain? Hmm. That question, I hate the question. Yeah. Be told, I hate you actually that need somebody to be emotional today. But we're not going to talk about that on this show. We're going to keep it till another time. Yes, Do not worry. I'm the person. <laughs> because McMaster already told me that she takes responsibility. I'm actually that person. Yes. What kind of question is that? <laughs> Even that, you know, she told me she's high on caffeine now. That time, she was high on her emotions. She was just, uh, yeah, everything was I almost cried. Around. I almost cried, guys. It's like, I'm seeing a different person. I'm like, who is this? I almost cried. Like, for real, why would you ask me the kind of pain I want? Because when I, when I, when that question was asked, like, when I came across that question, the first thing that I remembered, oh my God, I'm crying again. <laughs> the first thing that I remembered, actually, okay, let me be serious now. The first thing I remembered was, the kind of things I've gone through, like, in the past. Mm-hmm. So me now, 
trying to think about the ones that were in camp. Uh-uh. That's, it was, it was like, he, he, like, yes, he eats eat something in me. And I, I just feel like this man is wicked. Like, why would you do this to me? <laughs> you can imagine what she was saying. I do not agree with this. I totally disagree. He said this, he said that. There's only one thing that I like in this book. I'm like, uh-uh. I was lost. It was, you know, after I did all that, and I, I listened to the voice, but I was still con- like, I was still like, yes, this thing I said was the truth. So you later thought about it. So it's now later. I mean, I like, I'm a genius, guys. This life is not that hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you actually like. Do you know that? Liked the book more than the way you. God bless you. Yeah. showed it. But Do you know that when you finished all your, everything you said, when I went to them, like I was beginning to think about, can we even have this episode tonight? Can we, can we just fix another book? Because I don't care. No, like, it's not like... Because it shows like, jeez, I'm the only one with the vibe. This girl doesn't have any. The point is, the point is, I was not even expecting myself to, like, feel that way. Like, I I was good. Like, I was good exactly. before then. Like, but immediately, the question, like, I just thought about it. Maybe I shouldn't have thought about it. I should have just said I what I came to my head. I told you you took it so personal. You think you were too emotional. I think I, I, because, it was because I thought about the question deeply. Like, maybe I shouldn't have. So when I thought about the question, and things that were running through my mind, I was like, fuck Mark Manson. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Please, because I said a lot of folks is going to be uh, flying around. There's not many to fuck. No, I'm sorry, Mark Manson. Not fuck you. Like, that period of time, that was what was in my mind. Now, no, no, no. It's all vibes with you, you know. It's all your looks for me. <laughs> Good. So, the question is, the question that made somebody to fly out today is, what kind of pain can you sustain? So, he said that our level of, to determine our level of success, we have to be able to answer this question, like, honestly, like, frankly. So the subtle act of not giving a fuck about how painful your problems are starts from you identifying the kind of pain you want to endure. Like identifying and then identifying the kind of pain you want to endure stems from our values. Exactly. Let's say, for example, you want to be a president. You want to be a leader. Then you should be able to understand that you have to go through the pain of a lot of people calling you out, saying bullshit about you. You have to be able to. How are you going to handle a, a stubborn follower? Yes. How are you going to handle like you know this thing that you are just saying now is what I used to like have issues with with all these big brother and just celebrities. Okay. You people have seen celebrities go into that house before mm-hmm. you, and you have seen what they go through. Mm-hmm. So coming out of the house, I believe that if I don't know, I've never been in the house, so I don't know how they actually feel. But I feel like mm-hmm. if you are coming out of that, you should have prepared your mind for so. Watching the reunion and seeing all of them now saying eh, a lot of things. Fans, I mean, you know, you know what, 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 what annoys me the most about that show? I really like the show, but what annoys me the most about the people in the show is the fact that it's like circles. Like, everything this, goes in. Exactly, this thing happens every, every year. year. So you should have gotten used to that fact. Exactly. So why would you now come out and say, eh, fans said this? Fans you should have known that. now. Mm. So this is exactly what, like, Shola is saying about you being a president and you being able to, like, prepare yourself for people calling you mm-hmm. out of message, really. Exactly. The pain that you're going to go through when you want to become a leader, you have to be able to identify this kind of pain, this kind of pain that I want to go through because of this particular thing. So it shows the kind of value that you want. Exactly. So, honestly, frankly speaking, contrary to any other opinion, I believe Mark is an amazing writer. Yes, because his is. style of writing is top-notch. Images of pawns like P U N S guys. Yeah, P U N S. Yeah, P U N S. Sorry. <laughs> P U N S. 
so it made a lot it made it of a lot of puns a lot of real life scenarios like there were some scenarios that are like really funny there were some that were like Ugh. sorry mcmanson he actually like, he actually Ugh. he cracked a lot of jokes and then just while exp- explaining some serious life issues and then honestly to some extent he tried it, it was, was funny yeah, yeah. Was funny. there was even a part where he was talking about um being is he not being serious or something i was like no not me that you know said the particular issue that one really got me i was it was very funny she didn't even say that the other time but then now we know it was funny excuse me yeah mark is that person that will call you out the way i'm doing to this girl looking straight into your face with no fucks given yeah. i do give a fuck about you so i'm not gonna do that rubbish please really <laughs> i take that back guys <laughs> i take that but back. sincerely i really admired that about mark like he was very frank with mm-hmm. whatever it is that he wanted mm-hmm. to say he didn't even feel like he made that your emotions were like that's why I, like oh, look, oh. looking at that question now i'm sure he doesn't give he didn't give a fuck about my reaction but he then i reacted the way i wanted and later i realized it on my own so that's like what's reading this book if you're not emotionally strong maybe while you're reading it you might not really get the part mm-hmm. but when you think about it, if you're somebody like like me that like after reading a book you try to like digest and think about what this book has really like impacted in you and things you do not really agree with in the book then you might it might actually spark some energy or some kind of reactions from you and you might not like Mark Manson. Mm-hmm. But when you think about it again in another way, or maybe you go back to the book and mm-hmm. look at it again and try to say, Okay, what does it really mean? Then you might you might say that you were actually wrong with the way you reacted. Yeah, that's so, true. I think concerning what you said now and then your outburst the other time. I think I need to ask you this question from so I'll be able to so I'll I'll be convinced that you actually like this man and the book. So okay. what part of the book do you relate to? Like what is that part of the book that made you understand that oh wow this guy is talking to me. I think I need to do this in my life. Yeah, there are so many parts of that okay. book. I'm sure I'll be surprised that I'm seeing this right Please now. Let us but know. sincerely there are so many parts of that book that really got to me, like that I really liked. Like even starting from the very beginning, the very story that he 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 gave us, like the Bukowski story, you know, I got to know that despite the fact that, you know, if there is this normal life stereotype that when you are doing something, when you're trying to achieve something and you're doing it, you're doing it, you're doing it, you're doing it, and when you have eventually it, it that actually makes you a hero or something. Mm-hmm. But he changed that stereotype and he made us see that the fact that Bukowski has been trying to write, trying to do things, does not make him a hero. He was still a loser. And why? That was simply because he did not develop himself. Yeah. So that part stood out for me. I was like, oh, wow. So I, think, fu- I think he said that um, success, like success and self-development are uh, yeah, like They work hand in hand. Yeah, exactly. So That's if you want it. to be successful, you have to, be, you have to develop yourself. If you do not develop yourself and you're successful, it's going to affect your success. Exactly. There, yeah. there is this... Um, another part again that i really liked okay. the part where he said the more something threatens your identity the more you will avoid it you know when you like for instance now you're trying to do something like for instance now as a woman mm-hmm. like he used that scenario exactly Steph. he said as a woman because you you're trying to avoid the you being judged of not being a good or a moral woman you cannot tell your husband how you want 
him to give it to you on the bed, something like that. Say loud. Like, <laughs> do you really have to laugh? Like, I'm it's sorry. not funny. I'm sorry. You, you yeah. yeah, so you cannot really tell your husband that you want it. Even like something like that, because you don't want that your normal stereotype of being a good moral woman to change. And um, that particular word, when I read it, like it's, I'm not, I don't want to say speak like, to me in a way, or not the bed aspect, <laughs> No, no, because I know what you are thinking. I'm just thinking. It's I'm trying to bed. remember nearly all men are man. Nearly all girls are man. Maybe you said it, it connects to you. Don't so bring I'm God. This. Don't bring. Don't sorry. bring nearly. This is another book entirely. Yeah, I'm, sorry. I'm just trying to, you know. I know that every chola thinks that the only thing I know is men. <laughs> Sincerely, because that's why she'll be thinking that that's what I'll. And disclaimer. I do not know men. I do not like men. Wow. I don't do you know, men. You know what they say about you trying to debunk something? Nobody. You, it's debunk an implication. I don't do men. Wow. Shola, why do you always treat me like that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. So, like, okay, let me go back to what I was saying. Why I literally meant was that, like, you know, he said the more something threatens your identity, the more you try to avoid it. Like, for instance, now, if people know me as this bad girl, like, there's this stereotype to me that Alima is a bad girl, she likes doing bad stuff. <laughs> What's wrong with Shola now? <laughs> and, you know, I want, like, anything that would challenge that my identity, I want to avoid it. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe, if they don't see Alima that is a bad girl going to church, ah, maybe somebody now comes now, Alima, will you go to church? I'll quickly avoid it. Eh, yeah, me, church exactly. girl. You know that I'm a mm-hmm. bad girl. Why would I want to go to church? Then we even invite down, me. Deep down inside of you, yes, you want to I good. like it. Yeah. I want to do it. So yeah. that's exactly what I meant by that. And that okay. really like stood out for me. You shouldn't have used the bed you used then. I think I get it now. You were explaining this, you know, this kind of That way. was the first example that came to my head and that was what I'm using. <laughs> You're not even thinking about men. <laughs> so now warn yourself. Sorry. So another thing that I, I actually liked again is, you know, if there was something he called the Mark Manson's Law of Avoidance. Mm. <coughs> My favorite, babe. Like, okay. that was very, like, when I, when I, when Mark Manson's Law of Avoidance, Kelly Tunjebe, like, sorry, permit me, the ones that don't understand you, but it literally means, what does that, that mean? mean? Like, Mark Manson's Law of Avoidance. But when I digested it, like, I sat down, I read it, and I digested it, I got to understand what it means. Like, you know, when you are sitting down now you are getting ah thinking about your life and you're getting anxious ah why is my life not working out the way i want it to be and then you start getting anxious again why am i getting anxious about my life not working out oh fuck it why am i why am i even getting anxious about this right now then next thing you're carrying a a call or you're carrying something you're sipping it like something like that but like what he's literally saying like it speaks to me in a way that you should not try and not worry about some certain stuff like, you should try to, like, <clears throat> if you are trying to say that you are worrying about this thing, instead of trying to worry more and more and more and more, just sit down, it. digest it. Mm-hmm. Okay, why is my life not working out the mm-hmm. way it is? Okay, it is because I'm not actually doing what I love to do. Okay, what do I love to do? I love to do this. I love to do that. Then from that, like thinking about it that way, you're already fixing your life in a way that you want it to work out. And you don't even have to worry about you getting anxious about why your life is not working out. I hope I'm not confusing you guys. Okay. So that's it. So many parts of that book that, like that part of that book that really speaks out to me. But if I start saying everything today, oh hmm. no, we're not going to leave here. 
So that's everything I have to say for now. So I'll be asking Shola to, you know, what part of that book do you really like? Can you really say that this book, Soap So Out of No Giving a Fuck, is relatable? Mm, I think to some extent it is relatable. But I just feel there were a lot of um, emphasis on things mm. that are not really like, okay, fine. You say we should do things like this. Why are you playing emphasis on irregular, like irrelevant things? Mm. And then I feel that this book is based on Mark's personal experience. Okay. Like, okay, what I'm trying to say is that I'm not saying, I think what I'm about to say is kind of controversial, but I'm still getting to say it so you guys will be able to understand what I'm saying. I think Mark is one man that really worked hard exactly for his money. Like, I'm not talking about hard working person, like, maybe you're he, a manager he, he got like he got into a lot of challenges he had to bring in, himself by himself out of these challenges like i feel i feel he's one even when it comes to money when it comes to wealth i feel he didn't he didn't meet wealth like he that. worked he worked for everything, for everything god bless you so i feel even even when he you know when he discovered that he was smart you know it was after his friend's death that he discovered that, that he could actually read and pass i yes. think that was when he even discovered that he can is actually a very good writer mm-hmm. so i feel everything that he achieved in his life came out of pain yeah so to him anything that is pleasurable to him does not worth it mm. i think it's too extreme mm. i know that we shouldn't think pleasure brings good things i know that we should not rely on pleasurable things if we want to achieve things i know that we have to go through some pain yes that's exactly so i feel like Mark did not consider other people when he was writing this book. He was just considering okay. himself. The fact that he could get results from his pain does mm-hmm. not mean that another person would actually... Some people would just sit down. The fact that they are feeling pain from this thing, they won't continue God anymore. They just give up on life. Why do mm-hmm. we have people committing suicide? Why do we have people jumping into the lake and, you know... Mm-hmm. It's because they gave up on themselves. Mm-hmm. So instead of Mark to now try and play that pity card and tell you that... Jump exactly. up. Let's do some pity so, party. You didn't do anything. So instead of if you know you're that kind of person, don't even bother. Don't bother because I feel that I feel it was too frank, like it was too blunt for my liking. I like blunt people. Just mm-hmm. say that it is. But I don't like it when your your words come is like personal. Is your then own. He started. He started thing. looking like he was lacking empathy. He started looking like he was even. He was angry at itself. Like he started looking like. <sighs> He was not even feeling like he was talking to another person. He felt like he was fighting with himself. Or talking to he was speaking to his old self, like his younger self that made a lot of mistakes that he exactly. shouldn't have done this. But then I feel I think he tried. Yeah, he, he did, did a lot of things. I think he told us that there's some things that were giving folks about that we shouldn't. Exactly. But I feel that it was too extreme. That's the only thing I have about the book. He shouldn't have gone that far, gone that far about seeing a lot of things. So <clears throat> another thing that I said that actually got me. He spoke about a um, disappointment panda. Yeah. And it's actually funny. But I know mm-hmm. that asking you this question now is just like me shooting myself in my leg. I know. Shooting yourself in the leg. Oh, because what's the question? I ask. know you. I know because you're looking for ways to just go me down. Ask the question. But I'm going to ask you. So, Lima, mm-hmm. if you were a disappointment panda, what would you say to me? 
Do not even see if you overstep your boundaries, I'm gonna shoot you, babe. Guys, I'm telling you now. I'm so excited right now. This is the best <laughs> part of this podcast. Like, really? Did you just ask me that? <laughs> Before I answer that question, do you know what disappointment panda is? Disappointment panda is like a katsu. Is it a katsu? <laughs> That's Mark created by himself in this book. Disappointment panda is that kind of cartoon that we wear one coat and keep like this. Oh, and like they go into people's like house. Yeah. They go into people's house and be knocking and be cutting them off their bullshit. And that's what Shola wants me to do to her right now. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should have actually twisted this question a bit. Hey, disappointment panda is at work. Sorry. So right now I'm wearing my disappointment panda coat what and I'm to ready say? to work. Disappointment panda, Coco at your door. What's Open up. up. What's up? So, disappointment panda is about to tell you that she'll laugh for me. Constantly telling yourself that I am wicked. <laughs> I'm going to speak Yoruba because that's how she says it. Moburugo. I'm wicked. Does not make you wicked, though. In fact, you are not wicked. You are not. That's me cutting Shola over bullshit. Let me tell you something. La, 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 la. See. You know, they see that. I didn't know what She does not have anything <laughs> to say because <laughs> this is the job of disappointment. Panda. It sounds mean. It sounds, it sounds mean, but it's actually the truth. I'm, it's, I'm being very blunt. I'm super wicked, guys. I know what I can do. I know what I'm capable of. <laughs> I am not a very good person like that. I know. I am wicked. This is telling me otherwise. Does not make sense because I am, I know what I am. Even if you see everything beg, in this world, it's not going to beg, change beg, the beg, fact beg, that beg. you know that I'm wicked. Thanks. She is not wicked. <laughs> and disappointment panda has just told her that the fact that she feels that she was always saying it, I'm wicked, I'm wicked, I'm wicked. Koburu, she's not wicked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's move on. So Shola, awesome. you know, Mark mentioned in his book, I think it was the first chapter, he said something about feedback loop from hell so have you ever experienced this feedback loop from hell yeah i think i have Mm -hmm. please share it with us do i have to do all of that yes you have to you have to i don't know i don't know why you're coming at me i don't know i'm not now i'm today i'm even very nice because we're not talking about men (laughs) (laughs) you see what i'm saying men are see let me tell you male gender they are living 95% inside Alima's brain and head and mind and heart and soul and body. Why is it the mini 5%? Okay. The mini 5%. Ah, I in should fact, have used I should have used my disappointment panda this thing very well. I think what I said was not frank enough because Shola is still <laughs> What are you saying? Answer my question. Okay, yeah, I think I've I've experienced it before. I think like I think there was one time. Okay, I think it was it was um, after I finished uni, and then I was angry about a particular thing, mm. and then because it actually it was like a form of disappointment to me because it's something I'm being frank here, so do not laugh. I'm not I'm laughing. Not just I'm not even. Uh-uh. I'm because it's something wicked. I believe that I'm not wicked. The fastest <laughs> because it's something I believe that I'm going to carry on my shoulders for the rest of my life. So I was so angry, I was bitter, I, was, I had a lot of emotions flying up. And then to, to, you know, top it up, I was actually angry about me being angry. I was, like, I don't know how to put it. 
so i i think i have i have that's the only thing i can say to you guys i can't explain better so let me explain it for her she was angry about something maybe because she's getting emotional about it now she doesn't want to explain let me explain it for you guys she was angry about something so she was now getting angry about her being angry, angry about, about that, that thing, thing. Exactly. so that's exactly like what feedback loop from l looks like you're angry about yeah you're you're angry about a particular thing or you are anxious about it but and you're still getting angry as you say for being angry at that particular thing mm -hmm. you know that kind of feeling mm -hmm. so that's exactly what that feedback loop from l is so um this book the subtle don't give you a home of the subtle hearts <laughs> shall i think <laughs> I'm all over her head. Shola is entering me, my head. I have one percent inside Alima's brain. God. Like, you or me. You know? have to see the way she was looking at me seductively like, mm -hmm. you see, this gay. So I'm looking like man now to you. Oh, let me oh, talk. Mom, we have to check your, your distance. Let me talk. Let me talk. So as I was saying, <laughs> this book, um, the subtle art of not giving a fuck is a lot. Mm -hmm. I think is what, a lot. What, what, one of the things that, okay, the, the, to crown it all, this mm -hmm. book, my best part in this book is the last chapter. Yes, the I last, loved that the part. The last chapter will make you like see the book in another way. Like that when I let me explain my experience for you when I was reading that book, that last chapter. Immediately I opened like I started reading that last chapter. Like you know when I was reading it, I already told Shola that I'm not feeling this book. Like because it was too frank and it was eating her. Directly. It took me. <laughs> let me not lie. On a normal day, I read novels in a night, two days at most. Like, that's if I'm busy. But this particular book took me a month. Lazy ass. Took me a month because I just kept getting tired, angry. I'll read the parts. I'll just drop it because I'm angry as Mark Mason. What was this man telling me? Like, I'll just drop it. I won't read it again, but... I just I challenged myself that I have to finish it. But when I started reading like that last chapter, all the anger, mm. all the reservation I had about this man, I just mm. dropped everything because that was the absolute truth. Because mm -hmm. as humans, we cannot be in this life and not think about it. Like, mm -hmm. is it possible that you live in this life and you will not imagine yourself? Like, imagine this world without you in it. Mm -hmm. Imagine how like this world will look like when you are gone. Mm -hmm. Not gone i don't want to use the word dead because i know some people are very scared of it but we shouldn't be scared actually that's what mcmaster is telling us mm -hmm. that we should not be scared of death we should look at it like you know it's a very normal thing it's something that will obviously happen it may not happen today it may not happen to me. it might not even happen in the I next hundred so. years yes. but it will still happen mm -hmm. you know at first the the um what used to, used to usually scare me before used to be my parents death, my mom my dad huh how will I live without them? How would the world be without them? But later on, I, I started thinking about me. What if I die? <laughs> How would this world continue with my, without me? Like, what would people have to say? Like, what legacy am I going to drop? What will happen? Like, will my parents be able to eat? But then, something similar happened. Like, something like that. And I saw the way everything turned out. Fine. Mm -hmm. Everybody was sad for a few days, but... Later on, we all moved on. on yeah. Lived our life. We had. Mm -hmm. like, but the thing is, I think what happened, the memory will continue to linger. Linger, on. yes, that's I think just what, what, what he told us in that chapter is that we should do everything according to how we want to be remembered by the people we love and by mm. people generally. If you like act, 
that was the one thing that mcmaston did not criticize mm-hmm. he he said it the way it is mm-hmm. it was even like everybody lives to like leave this legacy that's why we have people that are inventing telephones yeah they're doing these things so that people can remember, remember their them, name even exactly. after they are gone mm-hmm. so that particular one i give it to mcmaston he yeah. really tried for tried, tried. i think the last chapter changed my mind about a lot of things about the way he said things how extreme and all of that because he said that the main reason why people are struggling doing everything in their past to do a lot of things like giving themselves this kind of pushing themselves mm-hmm. hard is just to be remembered when they die mm-hmm. imagine who would know okay imagine i'm not wishing this guy like dead now imagine a um, dies today even the next hundred years you see forever yeah it's just like someone like, like someone like um what's this philosopher's name um, Pluto, Plato. yeah yeah, like, somebody I've, like Plato, I wish to well, even Socrates. Even I remember when like I was in this school. This guy will be remembered. I'm sorry. Worry. <laughs> if he dies, we're forever going to remember. That's why we can like remember him. the likes of um, Bo, um, Abasha now. Exactly. Especially the fact that people did not like him. But we, but the reason why we are remembering them is for the bad acts I that hear, they do. I remember when we were in school, when we studied, we studied um, some philosophies about Socrates. We were like, why did why Socrates? What's wrong with you? What's your problem? <laughs> And Socrates has been dead like long ago. Long, long, long ago. So that's that part that I really like. So you know, guys, we cannot. We're coming to like the end of the podcast, obviously, Mm -hmm. and we're so sad that we have to come. You know, if we keep talking and talking and talking, we are going to. If we keep talking and talking and talking, we're going to like take the whole day. So before we come to the end, usually we're going to give you. The author's biography. Yeah, so the person that Alima has been saying, Oh, Mark is this, oh, Mark is that, is married. Yeah, like, married. sadly, he sadly, been married since 2016. Sadly, and I don't do married men. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> Shola, where will you say that? You know me. I, say I don't I hope do so. married men. I say I hope so. I don't. I do not do married men. Let's hope for the best. So, Mark is an American. Is an American, mm-hmm. obviously. Yeah. The way he was even talking was obvious. Yeah, his writing skills mm-hmm. and all that, his language. So he's an American self-help author and is a blogger. I think he was known for before he wrote this book. He's well known for his blog and all of that. Mm. And I would then, like to read his blog. Mm-hmm. Why won't you? I just about not be depressed. I know you even like to know his address, but um, don't worry, I'm not going to give that. So now why are you why are you putting <laughs> me in the mud like this? Things are not supposed to act like this. So as of now, he has written like he has written and co-authored four books, and mm, three. Uh, yeah, and one of it is the um, subtitle of not giving a fuck. He even did another one. Everything fucked. I cannot wait to read that book. Everything is fucked. Like a book about hope. And then the last one is Will. I, I don't get that. He wrote Will. That was the book he wrote. So all these books are bestsellers in America, worldwide. Like they're so like guys, we're going to million. bring everything is fucked for you guys. Very yeah, we're soon. going to review it. And I hope it's not gonna cause any other outburst. It will not cause. He went to Boston University. Um, I think that's all about him. He's thirty eight years old. So think well before you before you He's thirty eight. Yeah. It's not too yeah, bad. It's not child. too old for me. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yes, guys. I think we should just so, move to quotes straight after up there. this. You know, we promised you guys that we're going to be giving you guys quotes. So this week, our quote is going to be from the book itself. You know, mm-hmm. we cannot have this kind book of book of that quotes. is filled with a lot of you know mm-hmm. life, yeah. self healing quotes, and we're going to now start looking for quotes elsewhere. Mm-hmm. No, so we're going to pick quotes. We have two quotes. Quotes for this. I'll be taking the first one. I shall I'll be taking the second one. Okay. So for the first quotes that I have here, romantic love is kind of like cocaine. Mm-hmm. It stimulates the exact same parts of your brain as cocaine. Mm-hmm. Like gets you high mm-hmm. and makes you feel good for a while, mm-hmm. but also creates as many problems as it solves. These why particular quotes, quotes, guy, behave yourself. <laughs> This particular quote is very true because <laughs> she has been there. <laughs> Guys, she don't reach that road before. It's not about me being on the road. Oh, but the thing is, when we think about it, romantic love, like that is why there are so many breakfasts served than, than, than many eating. Many of which you've eaten. Like so many breakfasts in mm-hmm. the streets. Mm-hmm. Actual breakfast that people are eating, or oh, what you breakfast on free or no? I'm sorry to From say, experience. like the actual breakfast that people are eating in the morning is is not as much as the kind of breakfast that these men are serving women. Mm. It's paining my guy. So that's what this quote literally means. It means that romantic love is like okay, you know the way cooking gets you high and stimulates mm-hmm. your brain, and when you take it at first, you feel good, mm. but then it doesn't last long. Mm. Then you start creating problems, you start getting addicted, then you're asking to go for therapy to separate you from the cocaine and all of that so that's how romantic love is when you are when you express it firstly you feel the tingly tangly the heart busting everything later on you start getting problems arguing toxicity everything that's it yeah so the second quote is that the internet the internet has not just I'm sorry. The internet has not just open sourced information. She's hungry. That's why. <laughs> it also has open sourced insecurity. So the internet has not just open sourced information. It also has open sourced insecurity, self doubt, and shame. Mm. So this one is just saying, fine. Everybody on IG, on Facebook, except Twitter, Sha. We know Twitter is for bitter people. Twitter Everybody on IG are good people. They are happy. They are living Twitter this too. extravagant life. Twitter some people come and tweet. My <laughs> boyfriend just bought me costume. Yeah, I think they've started that already. Uh-uh. I just got my ring. Mm-hmm. I just got my first house. I just got my everybody's go it's just everybody's getting there, getting there, achieving a lot. And then it's causing self doubt to some people that are kind of slow paced, so to say. Mm-hmm. Because they feel oh a twenty three year old girl just got her own Ferrari and I'm just I'm I'm twenty three and I'm saying you're saying twenty three. I've not seen twelve. As a 12 year old girl just got a Ferrari and a, and a 10 bedroom castle. You'd be wondering, <clears throat> am I a broomstick? <laughs> you begin to wonder, you begin to criticize yourself, and sometimes it brings shame to us. So I think we should try to avoid, we should not give a fuck, according to what Mark said, about things that does not really matter. Everybody mm-hmm. has their own pace, we have our race to run. It's like different, it's not yes. some let me quickly, let me quickly chip this in. Like, there is something I do okay. when I come across all this type of thing. Mm, when, I, when I see that 
maybe somebody is actually doing something that I know that I'm not doing mm. and I will not do mm. soon. Mm. I just like I think I look at myself and there's actually something I'm doing that this person is not doing yeah. too. So why will I have to bother myself about what this person is doing that I'm not, I'm not doing? doing. We, both, mm-hmm. we both have our lives to live and mm-hmm. we're not the same pe- set of people. You like, I hope you guys understand what I'm saying. Yes, yes, I do. And then successfully, we've come to the end of today's episode. Thank, Thank you for you so much, guys. Now. We really appreciate you. And then till next time, Stay focused. Bye.